0: You're nothing important, Matt Reyes. I'm sweaty. I got sweaty balls. If anybody was sitting there looking for my podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, if you were on Amazon Music, wherever the fuck you listen to the Nothing Important Podcast and you were looking for a brand new episode, firstly, this is goddamn it. This is the newest episode for me while I'm recording this at this very fucking moment, January 25th. This is the newest episode for me. And um, if after you ask that question in your mind, you know, where is that new episode from my favorite podcast, Matt, if you were asking a secondary follow-up question in your mind while you're talking to yourself like a crazy son of a bitch, you're like, I wonder right now, the host of my favorite goddamn podcast, Matt Reyes, are his balls sweaty or dry? Ladies and gentlemen, it is the former, my balls are dripping sweat. I just finished working out. Is that too much information? Too goddamn bad. Two, two, two. Synchronicity. We doing it again, baby. I got two candles burning in the goddamn office right now. Why do I keep on saying goddamn? I shouldn't say that. I like God. I like to believe there's a God. You know? God is as real as I am. How real am I? I don't know. Maybe I don't fucking exist. Maybe none of us exist. Maybe this is a video game. Maybe those people in California are correct, this is a light matrix, and we have uh, somebody who is the architect, and they're controlling our every decision. Maybe we control ourselves, but we're still video game characters. And we have a limited option of things that we can do in our lives. We're bound by this illusory physical reality that we perceive through our limited five fucking senses. And outside of our five-sensory experience, there's an endless amount of living beings and different mentalities and different planes of being, different dimensions, different universes, all fucking around us at the same goddamn time. Different periods of time coexisting at the same goddamn time. Do You get it? Nobody fucking knows. But I like to believe that there is a God. Because who knows if I'm even fucking here, right? Is that a way to start the podcast? You're thinking about sweaty balls And then right after that, right after you just imagine sweat dripping off of my nutsack, you got to have an existential crisis. You got to start questioning, what is all of this? What is the fucking point? Why am I trying to eat healthy? Why am I trying to stick to my New Year's resolution? Why am I trying to put the porn down and take my dick out of my left hand? Because I've been jerking off since I was 12 years old and I've been using my right hand and it's just getting tiring. I'm not getting hard the way I used to. I gotta switch the hand up so it feel like somebody else is doing it. You know what the fuck I'm talking about? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Um, <laughs> listen, I watched an incredible video today. We're going to pivot, quick pivot, quick motherfucker pivot. We're going to pivot away from my balls. We're going to raise above existential angst. I don't care what you believe. You could be an atheist, you know, what do they call it? Agnostic. You could be Uh, hardcore, religious son of a bitch. You could believe in Christ, Ali, Buddha, Allah, whatever the fuck you into. I don't care. We all here together, baby. You alive and I'm alive at the same goddamn time. What are the chances of that? It's been a lot of people born since the beginning of humanity. You realize the probability that you're here and I'm here at the same time? Pretty fucking slim, you know? Pretty fucking slim. You had to shoot... Out of your daddy's dickhead At a precise time And place Place being your mother's twat For you to come into the planet Onto the planet Come <laughs> You can't, you literally came into the planet um, Firstly you came into the, Well your dad came into your mom's Snatch And then you came Into her womb and grew And Now you, you're, you're, you're on the planet You're on planet earth At the same time as me What a privilege this is for you Listen up Pivoting away from all of that. I watched this incredible video earlier. Incredible video. There's so many lenses in which you can analyze this human experience, by which the voice that is speaking to you right now is not me. The body, if you were to, so blessed to meet me in person, the body that you would see, five foot 11, you know what I'm saying? Incredible physique, gorgeous features. I look way better in person. If you were to see me face to fucking face and, you know, beside being smacked in your dickhead by my aura and the energy I just give out, which is just like pure masculinity and testosterone, my pheromones just shoot off an incredible rate. Once you get past all that, you would you would realize that that is not me either. My physical presence is not me either. We are all just observers. Right. And there's many ways Many lenses that you can put on. Figurative lenses. I'm not talking about using your goddamn eyes. Are you following? There's many lenses that you can put on to observe this human experience. And uh, I was watching this wonderful fucking... This video. And it it wasn't talking about, you know, philosophy. It wasn't talking about the lens of, you know, existentialism. It wasn't talking about the lens of... um, an over-logical approach to life, it was none of these things, it was, it was more of a scientific video, it was just talking about the brain and known science based off of fucking sick bastards who, I guess they'd done experiments on children, that's how we, that, if you didn't know, now you know, that's how we accumulate our medical knowledge, <laughs> that's how we accumulate the bulk The amalgamation that we've collected up to 2023, the greatest minds on planet Earth, all of the information that is considered the best was all collected through torturing other human beings. And I guess in one of these torture camps, um, they found out that the place in your brain that sends signals through your brain to release chemicals as a response to pleasure, whether that be dopamine, serotonin, endorphins, these chemicals that get released in your brain when you're having a good time. Let's say you're at a bar and you say, let me get two shots, because you're an alcoholic son of a bitch. And you've been drinking so long, kind of similar to the other example I used earlier. You're jerking off with your right hand so long, you had to try the left so it felt like somebody else was doing it. You always order a shot and you've been drinking so goddamn long, a shot don't do it. You want to feel that buzz. So you order two shots. And after that second shot, your brain releases chemicals in response to the poison you just ingested. (laughs) And it gives you an overall euphoric feeling. This is why people get addicted to alcohol. This is why people get addicted to sex. This is why people get addicted to food. It is none of those things individually. It is more so the response that those products or those things uh, uh, elicit, the chemical response that they elicit in the brain and this video I was watching it was talking about how the center, the area in your brain that deals with pleasure response, is also the same area that deals with pain. Isn't that incredible? Isn't that motherfucking incredible? The same part of the brain. It's not two separate parts. It's not the front of your brain is about pleasure, and the back of your brain is about pain. No, it's, bo- it's both the same thing. And this woman was talking about the scientific. Understanding of the necessity Of homeostasis Not too high, not too low You sick son of a bitch Stop trying to get your high Stop trying to get your dick sucked every day Stop trying to drink every day Stop trying to beat your meat Stop whatever the fuck gets you up there Eating Pop-Tarts at 4 in the morning All of that stuff is not only bad for you Because you're gonna have diabetes at 38 You know, that's not the only reason It's additionally bad Because there's a Universal necessity for human beings to stay within the range of what is considered homeostasis. What homeostasis basically is, is a balance. It is a balance in your brain's chemical responses. So not too much pain, because then you might fucking have PTSD or go fucking crazy. And that could cause mental illness as well as not too much pleasure, because that's what leads to addictions. Beautiful. If you could go find this motherfucking video, you don't have to find a particular one. There is no link in the goddamn bio. This is a podcast, you sick son of a bitch. You're listening on Spotify. I'm not doing all that. You go look for it yourself. I imagine there's 2.9 billion content creators that have given their own spin on this. If you find some scientifically accurate information, it is wonderful. It is wonderful to put on the lens of science. You don't have to think about it religiously. You don't have to think about it philosophically. You don't have to think about it uh, esoterically. You don't have to think about it existentially. You don't have to put on any of those lenses. You can just look at what has been proven through scientific methods of experimenting on children. Didn't I fucking beat down that premise already? And we found that the same... The, the, it's only one center in the brain, one area in the brain that deals with pain and deals with pleasure. And the healthiest human beings... Or within a range of homeostasis They're not experiencing too much pain And they're not experiencing too much pleasure So what happens When you experience too much pleasure And why that leads to addiction Is because there, is, there are thresholds That we probably understand more colloquially As uh, tolerance Right? When I first smoked marijuana First time I smoked me some motherfucking ganja I smoked some 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 sour. I was it was loud. It was loud. It was loud. I was in Harlem, and it was loud, and I wasn't ready. I was a good boy growing up, and I hit the ganja. I was like, I don't really feel nothing. I hit it one more time. <sighs> I went into the coughing fit, and I don't know what it is about the coughing fit. I imagine the coughing fit is just your lungs contracting at a more rapid pace. And so the THC gets absorbed more rapidly, or m- just generally more THC gets absorbed. I'm assuming that's what's going on, because whenever you're smoking, if you catch the coughing fit, I can guarantee you, ladies and gentlemen, you could put the blunt down. You will be high. You will be high. You know when you're in an airplane and they tell you the the no seatbelt off sign is on, you gotta put the fucking the seatbelt sign is on. You better keep your fucking seat. That's because they're going up. That's the same thing. When you start coughing, that's the seatbelt sign. Stay in your goddamn seat. Don't smoke no more. You going up, bitch. Understand that is not the experience that you will continue having if you continue smoking marijuana. You start smoking, and as you continue smoking that ganja, you're going to need a little bit more, and a little bit more, and a little bit more, and a little bit more. And for my first time smoking marijuana... I'm thinking about a memory... Probably the peak of me smoking in Los Angeles... I was fucking up an eighth in two days... I was fucking up an eighth in two days... And that was me trying to cool it... You know what I mean? I was going to those goddamn dispensaries... Where they have this hybrid marijuana... In Los Angeles... And that shit will give you fucking psychosis... If you smoke it for six months... And I was going crazy... I was smoking a lot of weed... I needed more... I needed more... Because the chemical response was now building a tolerance. The once very minute stimuli of putting THC in my system, just a very small amount of THC into my system, got me fucking on planet Pluto, right? That tolerance builds, and now I need a new threshold. I need to ingest more and more and more of that THC to get me somewhere close to Pluto. I'm no longer on Pluto. I'm on the motherfucking moon. I'm on the goddamn moon, but I never got to Pluto again. First time I smoked weed, I was on goddamn Pluto. I was on Neptune. I was with the fucking Graylian aliens. We were traversing the Milky Way. I swear to God. If I sit down and I smoke a lot of goddamn weed, I might get to the moon, but you know, the furthest is probably the dark side of the moon. That's, that's it. I'm not really getting further than that anymore. No and that is because the chemical response now needs more stimulus. And what happens with people, what causes addictions... Terrible addictions, depending on the drug, but really it's just a universal lowering of the quality of your life. If you are addicted to alcohol, that will destroy your body at a more rapid pace than marijuana. If you are addicted to crack cocaine, that will destroy your social life within a month and a half. I swear to God, that drug is incredible. (laughs) That drug is unparalleled. How quickly it will pull you from any social circle, (laughs) any normality, you will quickly be identified by anybody who is competent in society as something is wrong with this fucking individual that's what crack does to you you know so those have other symptoms but the universal quality of addiction that will lower the quality of your life is dependency is now you are dependent whether that be a financial strain whether it be a strain on your family whether it be a strain on your psyche because you have to remember when you are addicted now if you don't get that hit of whatever you're addicted to The chemicals in your brain are all fucked up. Not only do you need a higher quantity of whatever you're ingesting, whatever you're putting in your body or whatever uh, endorphin stimuli you're experiencing, squeezing on your fucking monkey until toothpaste comes out, You know whatever it is that's causing that rush in your brain, you're going to need an increase of that activity. And if you don't have it, not only is it that you need more of it, but if you don't have it at all, you will be in the fucking depths of Dante's inferno you will be in hell because the chemical responses in your brain are fucked up so a lot of times people think there's something wrong with them they think that it's an impossibility for them to get away from their addiction they think it's too hard they they feel a physiological response outside of the extremes like the physiological response you have with alcohol. If you stop alcohol cold turkey and you are an actual alcoholic, you will die. Your body, your body will shut down. Same thing with heroin. Outside of those extremes, uh, you know, say you smoke marijuana. Marijuana is not going to cause deep physiological changes to your body to the point where if you stop cold turkey, you will die. That's never happened. But what would happen is you would feel psychologically like you're going to die. You feel psychologically like you're depressed, like you can't help yourself, like you can't stop. And what's actually happening is that now you've extended the period of time by which without that drug, you get back to that range of homeostasis, balance in the brain. You understand what I'm saying? There's people that smoke weed so much or they drink so much or they jerk their dick so much that their brain becomes dependent on that chemical response from those various stimuli, to things that we call addictions, they become dependent on it. And now if they stop those things, it would take a longer period of time for them to get back to that place of homeostasis. Then Some people are not even getting high anymore. They're just on the base level now. Their brain is just spitting out the bare minimum, which would have happened if they were sober the whole goddamn time. Those those natural chemical responses of the brain, and it fucks people up. It fucks people up. You know, this this is a a, a deep cause for mental illness, for psychological breakdowns, for you know, uh, there's a long list of, of negative consequences of any type of addiction. So I I would implore anybody to go look that up because it's just it's beautiful and it's motivating you to look from a psychological lens, excuse me, a scientific lens, because I'm somebody who. And I I have to start doing this more so. I think I do it to a decent extent. But as I get older, you always analyze ways for you to get better as a human being. I have to start understanding everybody is not me. I have a personality type where I can get deep in the weeds about uh, existentialism. I can think about things in Ways that would stress other people out, you know, questioning God, questioning reality, questioning authorities, questioning uh, society or the human experience. That's just my fucking personality. That stuff is a great interest to me. It's more like a hobby. It doesn't hurt me psychologically to get into some really deep fucking wormholes. You know what I'm saying? Getting some motherfucking rabbit holes. That could cause other people pain. So, with that understanding, everybody's not me and I'm not everybody, you know, that would be my advice. If you are looking for some type of motivator, external motivator or education, I should say, because I'm not really a fan of motivation. I feel like motivation is a lot of bullshit in 2023. Motivation is a lot of bullshit in 2023. It's a lot of people trying to sell you a product. It's a lot of people who don't really own the car, but they stand in front of the car and they have a dry erase board and they're telling you seven ways to get rich and none of those ways got them rich because they're not actually rich because they don't own the car. You see big circle of bullshit. It's not the circle of life, circle of bullshit. There's a lot of that going on. So I'm not a big fan of motivation. What I am a fan of is education, knowledge. And if you don't want to take the existential route, If you don't want to think about things, you know, uh, time dilation and understand that we're just fucking lice on the head of planet Earth and understand that we're not the most populous species on the planet and understand that it is okay to question if God is real and it's okay to ponder what happens after you die. If you don't want to go down that fucking rabbit hole like a guy like myself, think about things that have been proven in the physical reality that we exist in science. Think about it from that lens. Take off the fucking Scooby glasses you know, me shagging Scooby in the mystery van looking for to, to unmasked villains, getting high as shit in San Francisco. That's what I like to do. Take that shit off and go put on your scientist glasses and understand how your brain works and why it is important to fight the good fight. Health is wealth, ladies and gentlemen. In 2023, it feels like everybody just wants money. It feels like everybody just wants fame. It feels like everybody just wants 10K followers on the Instagram. God damn it, it's not that important. What is more important is to recognize that this is not a race. This is a marathon. Yeah, you should work out. Yeah, you should eat healthy. But is your brain okay? Is your psyche okay? Are you mentally healthy? Are you clear? Are you treating yourself decently? I believe if you want to be successful in this life... You do have to be a little bit unbalanced. You do have to sacrifice. You do have to pour yourself into whatever craft. You do need a level of obsession. But you only live once, ladies and gentlemen. Why go through however many years you have on this planet, even if you are checking off the boxes with physical health, even if you're checking off the boxes with financial health, even if you're checking off the boxes with, you know what I'm saying? You got the women you like or you got the men you like, whatever the fuck makes you feel like you the guy or you the girl. Is your mind okay, are you treating your mind okay from a scientific standpoint? Delaying gratification is not just a discipline that you can show off to your friends with on Instagram. There's science behind it. There's chemicals that get released in your brain when you give in to that temptation, and if you hold off, you have a higher chance of going back to that place of homeostasis of balance, of equilibrium. Not, once again, this is not yin-yang. This isn't philosophy. I'm talking about chemicals releasing in your brain that can cause you to get too goddamn high when you don't need to be up there in the clouds. Maybe you need to have your feet on the ground and not too high, not too low, but right in the middle, in the sweet spot, and you feel better. With all that being said, ladies and gentlemen, let's take it back to the fucking philosophy. You could turn it off if you're not into my motherfucking mind. If you don't want to hear how I think, I look at this and I find it beautiful because I do like to analyze things from a scientific standpoint. I put on many lenses to analyze this human experience, but I just told you what I like to do. I like to go down rabbit holes. I like to get to that place of existential anxiety. I like to be in a place that is uncomfortable psychologically. It's just what I like. You know how people, they're they're addicted to adding more plates onto the bar so when they squat, they're fucking, the vein, they get a new vein in their thigh, into their thigh, looks like tree roots. You know what I'm saying? That's some people's obsessions. I like to work out. I just told you my balls are still sweaty. My true obsession is not fitness, though. I just understand I should fucking take care of myself so my girl doesn't leave me and my dad, my daughter doesn't get embarrassed when she's conscious enough and say my dad is a fat bastard. So I, I try to stay in shape. My true obsessional, my true passion Is pushing the limits psychologically. I like to push my brain into uncomfortable places of thinking. Really uncomfortable places of thinking and challenge the mind. That's what I like. You know what I'm saying? And as I was just talking about that that video, immediately after I started I, I took off those glasses, I learned that information. I was like, wow, one area of the brain that controls pain also controls pleasure. Incredible. I should eat better. So I, I, I don't experience these quick rushes of pleasure that lead to overall more pain in my life. Incredible. What I also thought about, though, is philosophically, you know, the philosophy of balance and how there's concepts, particularly in America, in the modern day, that contradict I think, a more universal uh, spiritual or psychological homeostasis. Not from a chemical release standpoint, but from a spiritual lens. Because the American dream tells you about the pursuit of happiness. And the American dream teaches you about striving for success. And these social media apps, they give you pleasure and they give you senses of Achievement and success based off of a tribe mentality. How many people click that little heart and tell you they love you or they love what you're doing? And that could inflate the ego and that could inflate your mind and it could rot your spirit. You know what I'm saying? I believe we have souls. I believe we have spirits. I think those things are just as important as the mind and the body. We're getting into the motherfucking rabbit hole, ladies and gentlemen. Are you fucking with me? Seatbelt sign on. We're going up, after I watched that video, I was thinking about it, I was like, if it is important to maintain homeostasis as it pertains to regulating the pleasure aspects of life, maybe not smoking weed every day, maybe not drinking every day. Not jerking a dick every day. They seem pretty fucking obvious, but life is stressful. We all have coping mechanisms. As we get older, hopefully we put those coping mechanisms to the side for the betterment of ourselves and our families. That was the point of the scientific lens, right? But think about it spiritually, philosophically, from the lens of balance. I think that uncomfortable place of challenging yourself to work out And abstain from drinking and abstain from smoking, abstain from pornography or watching TV too much or indulging in food that you know you shouldn't be indulging in for purposes of getting that quick high. That uncomfortable place needs to be balanced out by getting into the uncomfortable area as it pertains to pain. As it pertains to pain. And this is something I don't hear a lot of people talk about, but I think it's real. I think pain is an important part of life. It is such an important part of life. I watched another video today, folks. And this is how I'm going to drill down my point from the spiritual lens. I watched another video and it was, it was giving me some statistics that I thought were incredible. You can fucking research it yourself. I am not a librarian. I don't work for a legal firm. I'm not your researcher. I'm not doing all that, bitch. Everybody got a fucking computer in their goddamn hand. You sold your soul to it. Go get on that shit. Go get on your slave master and ask that person. Right? I watched this video and some of the statistics were like jarring to me. They were talking about the richest countries on the planet. Having the highest rates of not only depression, but suicide. I thought about that. I was like, whoa. What is happening in these countries that have more resources, that actually have abundance, that have more opportunity, that everybody has more than the majority of the global population? Once again, let's use America as an example. I'll give you some statistics that you probably already knew, but you're going going to hear it again, bitch. The USA is only 4.25% of the global population. If there was 100 people in the room and those 100 people represented The entirety of the human race Currently in 2023 100 people equates to 8 billion people Right? You understand this? If that 100 people Represented every human being on the planet right now Only 4 Of those people In that room Would be Americans We're a vast minority In perspective Of the global population We're only 4% Of the global population in the United States But this is a very wealthy country And we fall under that statistic Of being one of the richest countries That also has higher Super higher rates of depression And suicide So what's going on? What is going on? Easy answer What we just talked about scientifically People are getting too much dopamine They're getting too much uh serotonin, they're getting too much endorphins in their brain because they're taking drugs and they're having too much sex or so they have too much access to fucking Wi-Fi. Homeless people can go near Starbucks and turn on their homeless person laptop, which I see all the fucking time. <laughs> homeless person laptop or, or fucking iPhone 5 or whatever the fuck they have and jerk off on a street corner. That's probably happening in San Francisco, New York City, one of those cities. But you know, if you're from there, you know it's happening. And they're sending too many chemical responses to the brain. And they're taking themselves away from homeostasis. And the second they don't have access to any of those things, any of those things they hack their brain with. They hack the chemical responses in their brain to shoot out chemicals that make them feel good. When they don't have access to those things for a moment, they plummet into deep depths, into deep depressions, into deep pains. That is one side of it. I also think, remember we're talking about spiritual balance, that people are not putting themselves through enough pain. When you do live a life, when you're a high income earner, when you make tons of money, when you have all the boxes checked for you, when you're good looking and you're in shape and everybody loves you, maybe you're famous. I don't know what the fuck it is, but whatever you consider success and you have hit all the goals Everything that you put on your fucking dry erase vision board when you were standing in front of the fake car and you were conning people, people believed you. They sent you their fucking money. And guess what? Now you're the man. You actually bought the car and you accomplished all those things. And now you don't have pain. You don't have any pain in your life. And from a spiritual perspective, I think it is vastly important for pain to exist in your life. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is the beauty of, of me saying that. I don't think you have to go and fucking mutilate yourself. I don't think you have to go into your bathroom with a razor and cut little slits in your dick. That's not what I'm talking about. I don't think you have to go out there and self-sabotage and put little fires in your life until you lose some of the blessings that you've gained from your hard work. I'm not saying that either. But there is a truth in putting yourself through challenges and rigors in your life, regardless of where you're at, That bear fruits that are not necessarily money, that are not necessarily, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the base levels of happiness in America. You know, people loving you, adoration, success, these concepts that fall under the American dream. But rather, it is just to balance out and maintain spiritual homeostasis. The correlation is right in fucking front of you the wealthiest countries on planet earth also have the highest rates of depression and suicide. People need to put themselves through pain. They need it. And I think a beauty about this is that you can choose it. I feel like if you pick extremely challenging things in your life and things that seem out of reach and things that are kind of like not low hanging fruit, but you're reaching beyond your fucking means Regardless of where you are in your life, that helps to curb some of that anxiety and the depression that naturally comes from having it and not having pain and not having a life of pain. And it also makes me think uh, from a philosophical lens. Or I can't remember exactly the book, <clears throat> but it was talking about how everybody can't have everything. And you can kind of wrap that up in a you know, colloquial saying. You, you you've heard some old son of a bitch say something to that effect. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Because if you ate it, you wouldn't have your cake anymore. If you didn't fucking understand the saying, right? It would be in your stomach digesting. It'll soon be shit. The saying should be, uh, "You can't have your cake if you don't want it to turn into shit." Excuse me. If you, if you want to eat the cake, it will be shit. You can't have your cake and have a cake too. Because it'll be sh- you get the fucking point, right? You're gonna shit it out. It's no longer a cake. The point of what I'm saying is, I read in a book once, and it was talking about how everybody is different and how uh, no one can have everything. The man with abundance and wealth and the means by which he could uh, fix himself a feast... That will be marveled by the the 99% of poor sons of bitches that lived on the planet. Just tables and tables of food. Does not have the appetite to enjoy it. Because it is so abundant in that individual's life. Whereas somebody who is starving. Would be satisfied. And receive great joy. From a piece of bread. You understand what I'm saying? Kind of similar to the first time I tried weed. That shit shot me. Into another goddamn solar system. I was traversing the Milky Way. With the Graylian aliens. You know what I'm saying? I was showing them uh, uh, fucking Am1 mixtapes. I had them looking like Allen Iverson in 2003. You understand what the fuck I'm talking about? I was high as shit. I was high as shit. Off of one little goddamn hit. And a cough cough attack. And I can't get there again. I can't get back to that fucking high. So a starving man would take. would, Would get such. A higher chemical response And pleasure and joy From just a simple thing in life And the rich man Because he's overabundant And oversaturated with those things Could not feel The same level of pleasure From a feast That a poor man would get From a piece of bread And that's wonderful folks If you're a broke son of a bitch And you ain't gonna never make Another dollar in your life Put that on a motherfucking tattoo And put it on the Low part of your back You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You understand what I'm saying? It ain't all bad. It ain't all bad. All that being said, this is the Nothing Important podcast. This is about motivation. This is about spirituality. This is about every day. This is about you. Um, you know, uh, uh, you, you, may, you might not want to think for yourself. Maybe you, you have a hard job. Maybe you have a hard life. Maybe there's a lot of stress in your life and you want to outsource some of the responsibility of thinking. Maybe you want somebody to listen to while you're washing your dishes. Maybe you want somebody to listen to while you, you're just chilling you just chilling. You don't want to hear noise in your brain. You want a different voice. That's what I'm here for. You know, all that being said, there's some comedy in this bitch. Uh, and there's a grain of truth in every joke. I'm going to pivot away from everything I fucking said. I'll take the money all goddamn day. I'll take the money all goddamn day. You keep that motherfucking philosophical, spiritual uh, homeostasis. Goddamn, it's all gay. I want the money. <laughs> it's just jokes. A grain of truth. Ladies and gentlemen, if you continue listening to the nothing important podcast, I want to thank you sincerely. Continue listening, stick with your goals, baby. Create some mental, some spiritual, some physical homeostasis, and enjoy life. Life is short, but it's got. It feels long. It feels long, right? It is beautiful. I don't care if you're listening to me and you're rich as shit. I don't care if you broke as a motherfucking aunt. You understand what I'm saying? It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Do you believe me? Um, yeah, if you continue listening, continue listening. Do me a favor, go to my Instagram. Like the post, like the reels. Until next time.